0: To set the stage in this time of an unusual run-up to the NFL Draft, In the Huddle with Matt and Miles is joined by Ryan, who anchors the blind side. They execute a five-round draft, going in-depth on potential prospects for your
1: beloved Minnesota Vikings. Enjoy. Oh, it's already going. Oh, it's quick. Are you let's, talk, let's talk about the picks that happened near the Vikings and why it affects while Kinlaw went early. Good. Judy's still there. <laughs> Dang. See oh, the, no. <laughs> the, the, Eagle, the Eagles and the Raiders are the wild card because you never know what they're going to snipe.
0: All right, well, here's our board then.
1: All right, so we're looking at – we're doing a, f- a five-round mock draft for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we just started round one with picks 22 and 25, no trades. The board kind of fell in a weird way for us. Jerry, Judy got sniped one pick ahead of us. Um, I would assume in, in most scenarios the Vikings would jump up. If Judy felt were to fall that far, I would hope the Vikings would jump up a uh, couple of picks just to go get him. Um, Jeff Gladney went off the board. Him and C.J. Henderson both went off the board to the Falcons and, the, um, and to the Cowboys. Uh, and Christian Fulton went off to the board uh, to the Raiders at 19. So offensive line-wise, we're looking at Jedrick Willis. Uh, Andrew Thomas both went uh, in the early, te- early to mid-teens. So we're kind of looking at uh, a few options here, but uh, the board didn't really fall the way you'd probably like it to.
0: Right, yeah, taking a look, you know, the, the top four offensive tackles are gone. The uh, top corners, top four corners are gone, and really the top three receivers. Um, luckily, we're sitting there, that the, you know, top four, the number four receiver uh, consensus is Justin Jefferson. He is still available.
1: Yo, that, just, Denzel Mims, too.
0: Denzel Mims is still available. So that could address a, a offensive a big offensive need there. Um, you still do have the athletic tackle and Josh Jones available.
1: Matt, can um, you scroll down a little bit to see what else? I feel like if we were trading, this would be a spot where the Vikings trade back. I agree. Especially with Jordan Love still there.
0: Yeah, potentially.
1: Yeah, I mean you have guys like Jalen Rager still there. Uh Noah Ig Brian, you say you're better than I. Am.
0: Ig Igbino hey? I don't know. Igbino Hene? Yeah.
1: Igbino. Ig, Benohe, you know, Hene, Hain from Auburn. That's terrible. Uh, I mean, you could re, you could reach a little bit for some of these guys. Um, a- AJ Terrell, he's still out there. Yeah. But yeah. I mean,
0: the big core corners are gone. So, big,
1: so you're to me, and th- at this point, the Vikings are probably looking at the my, you could consider to reach whatever you want to call it. Josh Jones at offensive tackle. Um, the few receivers that we talked about: um, Mims, Jefferson, or I think Jalen Rager. I would but I wouldn't be mad at all if they took him at 22. I mean, they could probably wait till 25, but either way, um, Matt, can you scroll back up? And Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, too, yeah. I mean, those guys that have kind of fit in, like, the earliest second round yep. um, are all guys that – that's why, to Matt's point, trading back here would be a perfect opportunity. And Or if you wanted to go to the flip side and look at the defensive line, I mean, I don't think the Vikings are going to be as high on him just based off his athletic profile, but you could look at A.J. Epinesa from um, Iowa or even – getter gross matos i don't know how to say his name from penn state um he's a good uh, player off the edge so you could consider a few of those options for the vikings so what do you guys think we should do here i think if it were my choice i'd probably just i'd probably take jefferson or jones whatever one you i I feel like they'll both be there at 25 so i don't think you can go wrong with either one of those
0: see see yeah I, I think you do yeah. go ahead and take Jefferson, um, and, and if it's my opinion here. Uh, Patriots, maybe they go that way. I, I doubt it. Uh, but the Saints easily could. I do know they just uh, um, signed Emmanuel Sanders. Well so bol- not yeah. a huge need, but if you could really bolster Drew Brees with three le- core legit receivers, uh, something he hasn't had pretty much ever there. Um, I think that would really uh, be enticing to them. So I'm personally probably going to take him and not chance losing him because I do think there's a gap between Jefferson and the Mims, Ayuk's, Ragers of the of the class there. So
1: well, and two, you kind of meant, you both mentioned the Patriots and the Saints having the next two picks. Both both teams have their bookend tackles, so they don't. They're not looking at a Josh. I mean, I would assume they're not looking at Josh Jones. As a possibility for either of those picks, so you might even be able to snipe him at twenty-five. So, uh, if you're looking for reasons why Justin Jefferson would be the better pick here, so I mean, I think we should just go Jefferson here and kind of see what who the board falls after that. Locked in. Boom. So, so Saints, Mims,
0: Saints took Mims. so he probably Justin
1: Jefferson. So right. So we're still looking at the similar board. Uh, both Zach Bond and Denzel Mims went to the Patriots and uh, Saints. So, I mean, we're again we're looking at a similar board here. So that's really about who we view as the best player available for the Vikings and what the Vikings can use. I mean, Cesar Ruiz, I guess, is technically an option here. I don't think they should go interior offensive line. Right. Uh, we, we know that that position is a little bit easier to find in the mid-rounds or a little bit easier to, to find players on the interior. Um, so for me, um, if you wanted to go offensive tackle, I've no, I'd have no problem. Um, you're one qu- one question
0: it? that should, that uh, may be intriguing here. Isaiah Wilson's been shooting up draft boards, really big guy, but also really athletic. Um, I think most view him purely as a right tackle. Is that somebody you look at at all?
1: I mean, I guess you'd have to talk about it. I mean, like I, I've said on, on um, previous pods, I mean, one thing you, the Vikings are, are going to do is they're going to explore all the options when it comes to the offensive line. We've all said that we don't think that, uh, Brian O'Neill should move to the left side. And I think we're all in agreement with that. But at the same time, I mean, if you're looking at the scenarios, do you believe he can play left tackle? And do you believe that whatever person you're going to bring in to play right tackle is is someone that can make your offensive line better by moving O'Neill to left. So there's like there's I, I agree that that they need to view all scenarios and all options just to explore what it would look like. Do I think they should do it? Probably not. Uh, so to me, that would probably make Josh Jones a higher value or a higher higher on my on the Vikings board than uh, Wilson if they believe Wilson's a right tackle only, just because Josh Jones has more um, flexibility as a as a left tackle. Sure. And Josh Jones, um, I've said this a lot in the last few days, but um, the, just because the Vikings draft an off- offensive lineman early, um, if it's an offensive tackle, I would I would hope that's the the plan. Um, they can play that offensive tackle in. Um, at guard to start and then they can and keep Riley Reef because that helps keep your offensive line intact and l- tackles a lot harder of a position to play early than guard is. So then that that rookie can play guard and then you slide that rookie out um after it's rookie after the rookie year in 2021 to left tackle and you boot reef off the team and his high contract. So um I think there's those scenarios you kind of got to weigh too. So even if a rookie plays guard to start it doesn't mean that they can't move up to tackle. Yeah sure. Depending no, on my question for you guys though was, do you reach for a corner here? Because you can still—I mean, we've talked about it in a different pod. You can still go get a guy uh, like a tackle or a guard. Will you, Matt? Will you go to the position and go to the cornerbacks? Can you just go by the position? Yeah.
0: And scroll up. Because I think there is a few misses there. You go. Perfect. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, A.J. Terrell, I think, is a really good player. And I think the um, TDN, has, the draft network, has him as their 50th-ranked player. But I think he might be a little bit higher than that for me. Um, so, it seems like a reach based off of their board. But him at 25 might not be so much of a reach. as, Or even Jalen Johnson from Utah. I think either of those guys might not be considered a reach in the, in the late first round. Um, those, are, those would be the two names that cornerback I'd consider right now. Uh, Absolutely. Trayv- Trayvon Diggs is an obvious guy to to think about, but I think he plays more of a – I think he fits more into his zone coverage scheme yeah. um, at the next level just based off what he did at Alabama. Um, not that he can't play man, but I just think that's probably his best skill set. So I think those would be the two guys I'd consider at at corner. And I wouldn't even be upset taking Terrell at 50 because um, I don't – he's not going to make it to 58.
0: Yeah, he, he won't be there, and really none of these guys besides, again, based on the draft board here, maybe Jalen Johnson and below make it to 58, right. but in real life, I just can't see any of these guys, you know, even maybe Damon Arnett, but uh, any of these guys above him making it there, so if we want to solidify a cornerback position, you're likely looking at this. Um, Igbino Hene, uh, hopefully I got that right this time. He probably has the highest upside of these guys. Yeah. Um, but he isn't as ready probably as the Jalen Johnsons and AJ Terrells of the world. Um, I'm high on Jalen Johnson, but I, even for me, I think he this is a little early. Um, if this was a trade back scenario where we traded back into the um, early second round, and he's still there. Absolutely. Um, where I'd feel a little bit more comfortable at, with AJ Terrell here. Um, and that's probably who I'd recommend picking.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, so I guess the question is do we want, are we, are we leaning Josh Jones or AJ Terrell? Is that kind of the, yeah. the spot we're looking at?
0: Well, if we take a look at offensive tackle maybe here quick. So if we look at the depth here, you know, you have Isaiah Wilson. We talked about right tackle. So maybe let's start taking right tackles out of the boards here, off the boards here. So that would take out Isaiah Wilson and Lucas Niang likely, yep. right? Unless you want to um, – unless you really want to push Niang to learn a new position um, like we had talked on that other pod last week uh, or earlier this week. Um, but you took – take a look at the depth here. You know, you have Josh Jones. He'll be gone. Ezra Cleveland likely is gone. But you have Austin Jackson, Prince Tego Wanago, um, Ben Barch, who I actually kind of like quite a bit. Um You know, you have some guys here that likely are going to be there in the second, maybe even third rounds, um, that you know you can take advantage of. Where I just don't see the depth that cornerback being there.
1: Agreed. We have to go corner here. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay going trail if you guys are. Same. Yeah. Again, I think in this situation they would definitely trade back potentially, but. Yeah, I think. If the Vikings were to fall to a situation where twenty two had a player like Jefferson or or Mims or one of their top receivers or one of their top players on their board available, um, and the board kind of fell this way, they'd they'd look to trade back at least one of those two from one of those two picks. Yeah. yeah. We went ahead and took AJ Terrell. Uh let's kind of see how the board falls from here to at pick fifty eight. Colts take love right off the second round. That's a good that's a good move for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I'd love that. Josh love Jones, him. yeah, the offensive tackle. Starting to fall here a little bit. We're getting close here.
0: Jonah Jackson, one of the few interior offensive linemen that we probably would consider in the second Uh, he's gone there.
1: Yep. All right, so the board actually fell really well for the Vikings. This is perfect. I think this would be a best-case scenario, in my opinion, based off the the way the first round fell. Uh, We got Justin Jefferson at 22 and A.J. Terrell at at 25 we're at 58 now and the board kind of fell where we are hoping to have one of the top offensive linemen still be there. And Ezra Cleveland is a guy that we've heard recently of reports that the Vikings have met with at the combine and they have set up a FaceTime call with him um, heading into the draft in two weeks. So um, to me, I think it's a no brainer that Ezra Cleveland would be the perfect pick. He fits the Vikings uh, zone blocking scheme really well. He's very athletic. Um, he can move and he's the kind of guy that he's not, he, there are some functional strength issues that, um, he kind of has, and there are some similarities to that with Brian O'Neill coming out of college, in my opinion. Um, both yep. guys kind of, um, as Ezra Cleveland's a little bit of a bigger guy in terms of like weight coming out of college than O'Neill was, but at the same time, the functional strength is something that both guys still struggled with hanging to the pros. And I think um, if Cleveland were to come in, um, you know, either red, kind of redshirt him and let him uh, sit for the year, or, or you could slide him in, like I've said, you could have him play left tackle and slide Reef into left guard, or vice versa, Cleveland play left guard and uh, replay left tackle and and then move on in a year and let Cleveland play left tackle. So to me, that's the no brainer for me, but I mean, I think we should explore some of the other options, just kind of talk about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You take a look at Cleveland. He, you're right. He is, uh, he is the left tackle to, to Brian O'Neill in terms of exact, I mean, maybe not exact, but very similar prospects. Um, And I'm not just saying that because they're both white. Uh, They, they are, They are very similar in terms of that athletic profile, like you had mentioned. So I, I really like him here. Uh, but to give you a couple other names here, I don't. I doubt we would take a look at two receivers um, this early. Um, I think we do probably need to bring in two receivers at some point this, um, in this draft. Um, but I, I can't imagine us doing that in the first two rounds. But you take a look at Brandon Ayuk, fantastic talent, um, explosive. Uh, he could be your return guy. And, and you get the ball in his hands, he, he's just going to, you know, he has a, he's a threat to take it to the house every time. Uh, you have Michael Pittman Jr. there, again, more of a bigger guy, downfield target, contested catch kind of guy who's going to be able to win uh, those 50-50 balls. Um, I really like him. I think he's probably a little bit underappreciated uh, in this whole draft process, but it has been nice to see him kind of climb the ranks. Um, and then you take a look at probably arguably our biggest need, which is uh, cornerback. You do still have a guy like Damon Arnett there. Um, I think in most drafts, he'd probably be around one corner. Uh, but he... he you think so? Like, I, I think so. I mean, I, 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 you take a look at his profile. You know, he's a dog, and I like dogs. Uh, well, when you're looking at those feisty corners, um, that that's what we need. We have that in Mike Hughes. I think he's got a little bit of that in him, if he can stay healthy. Um, where that's something A.J. Turrell actually doesn't have. Um, but when, when you have a cornerback who's just really ultra competitive, I think it just gives them kind of an edge. It can really get in receivers heads, but, and then of course, let's talk about the actual things that matter. He, he is sticky. He is, uh, he fits the athletic profile that we would need in terms of, you know, you know, he's quick, he's agile, and he's got good top end speed. And um, he, I, I know he's got overshadowed, so he wasn't talked about a lot in college, but he had um, a CUDA, over there on the other side shutting yeah. that side of the field down so he got a lot of work going his way and i think he held up well uh with sean wade kind of more yeah. at uh nickel corner for them so um, but, but i like him a lot but again i don't know if we want to invest two top picks in a corner i agree we Ezra Cleveland. Yeah.
1: no i agree and with arnett too he, he has nickel flexibility i mean uh kind of your point he, you talked about top end speed he didn't run the fastest 40 he's more in the low four fives which to me, it's in the end of the world. Mike Hughes is the same thing, but he's more explosive on tape. Um, but I think if you, he kind of has that interchangeable ability to play nickel or the outside kind of like, exactly like Mike Hughes. I think they're very similar in terms of style of players. Um, so I, I would have no issue with that. If, if the, At some point, like like receiver, the Vikings are going to need to double down at, at cornerback as well. Um, how early they do that, um, we'll see. I mean, I, I do expect a, them to take a one very early and then probably maybe in the, in the middle of the late rounds. Their second cornerback, and at some point, I expect them to sign a, a vet free agent uh, as well. But, um, but yeah, I think looking at all these options, I still think the clear cut option is Ezra Cleveland. But I think, um, you know, I could be talked into a, a Damon Arnett too, is at 58.
0: This, I think, would have been a much more tough, um, tough decision in my opinion if jalen johnson didn't go what was that five picks earlier to the eagles yeah um i think this would have been a tougher decision because jalen johnson to me is a is a higher in talent than uh, damon arnett but um yeah so in my opinion i'd say we go cleveland here uh what do you think matt
1: no i'm letting you guys duke it out so (laughs) (laughs) all right we're going to ezra cleveland then we'll see because then we got um in the third round, we got two picks, so we can kind of explore a lot of different options here. And um, one one position we haven't really talked about is uh, def- defensive end, uh, with the news or expe- expectation that Everson Griffin's not going to be back. I know uh, something a report came out today from Tom Pelissero that he um, you know had a, a call with Everson Griffin and talked to him about you know his situation in 2018 with the mental health issues and um, how he's embracing all that, and teams are you know having those questions about him um as they look to sign him as a free agent which makes sense they want to talk to him they want to get in front of him see what he's you know where he's at head wise and all that so um it makes sense but at the same time we've we've also seen uh Everson Griffin say like in a uh, in a way goodbye to Minnesota Vikings and on on his Instagram account so uh, it'd be great to get Everson Griffin back do I expect it to happen I mean at this point probably not but um stranger things have happened but that is one position I think if they can't get Everson Griffin back that's a position they really need to address at, at some point in the draft just to, yep. for, added, for added depth behind Odenabo, Hunter, and then now uh, who's the, the guy that they signed? Uh, Zettel. Zettel, yep.
0: Yep. So taking a look the way the board fell, um, there, there's some intriguing talent here. Uh, we still have an offensive tackle that I've always been pretty high on. Obviously, that's not a need at this point, uh, so we probably wouldn't go there um we have troy pride cornerback notre dame i believe um he he's available i'm pretty high on him i think he's kind of the last of the uh, legitimate outside receivers in this draft um so so i like him quite a bit um you take a look at nickel corners um or you know because we have a couple we have a need there if we don't want mike hughes to be solely a nickel uh, guy um you have darnay holmes you have ameek robertson is available uh, he's a little further down this list. Um,
1: yeah, I like, then, Troy, I like Troy Pride too from from Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's he's more outside though, right? Yeah,
1: but yeah, he's yeah. An aggr- he's an aggressive guy. I mean, like yep. you said, Mike Hughes has the flexibility, so it's something that um, yep. you, again, exploring options, and that's one of those things that you can do.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, and then you know, other position groups of need again, uh, wide receiver uh, Brian Edwards. He's impressing quite a bit. He's been shooting up draft boards van jefferson um he's going to be more of a a intermediate short route runner uh he gets open though Uh, i like him a lot um and then i think if you scroll down just a little bit uh we had um uh, zuniga so talking about the need that we might have at edge um there's you know been rumors around here that we like um zuniga from florida
1: Jubari Zuniga, yeah, Zuniga yep. from uh, from Florida, yeah, and he and he matches the athletic profile that they look for. Um, he's the he's the kind of guy that I, I expect, and I but I kind of hope he's there at one hundred five or one hundred six. We well, have yeah, one hundred five with our uh, compensatory pick, so um, I do think we we could look at a different option and and still hope that um, he makes it to that one hundred five pick.
0: And then and then my one kind of I, I guess I'd say dark horse here. Um, it'd be a high-risk move, especially for a third-round pick. But you have uh, Nuthani Muti um, out there. Um, again, uh, he's oh, an yeah. offensive, interior offense alignment. He would be a, a guard prospect. When he plays, when he's on the field, he is a dog. And he uh, he fits our scheme in terms of a zone blocking. He can get out in space. He's a road grader. Um, when he plays, he he's fantastic. It's just that he's, I think, only played 17 games in the last – um, four seasons. So he hasn't been healthy. Um Achilles injury, knee injury, um, and I forget the most recent one. Uh so for him, that's a high risk, high reward type pick. I don't know if we're comfortable making that today, uh, but that that's a guy that I've been uh looking at and, and really enjoying his tape. So
1: yeah, I think I think that's tough with the injury history. I think that's really hard to to bet on in the third round. I mean I understand he's probably going to be in the uh, be in a middle rounds, you know, uh, day three kind of pick just because of the injury history. I mean, in four years, if you yep. miss, if you miss that many games, you only play 17 games in four years because of injury. Uh, that's a, that's a tough scenario to kind of want to bet on, but I understand Absolutely. it too because there is upside.
0: A lot of upside, big, big team need. But at the same time, like I said, uh, it, there's, there's a big, um, there's a lot, there's a lot to be worried about there. Definitely. And I wonder if Ben Barge could flex the guard. I'm not sure. He he's,
1: he, they tried him at the Senior Bowl. Did they? And did yeah. it work? I don't I mean, remember. I don't, I don't remember either, but at the same time, I mean, teams want to see what kind of flexibility he has. I mean, coming from a D3 school, to expect him to hold up at, at tackles, not that he won't be able to do it, but, I mean, if I'm an NFL team, I'm going to at least have that question of maybe we need to slide him into guard. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Well, ultimately, I know we're t- taking a lot of time here. Yeah. Um, Troy Pride probably my pick. Um, I, we do need to double up at corner. He is the best of, I think, that kind of second tier of corners that are left uh, in this draft from the outside perspective. Um, and I'm comfortable with Mike Hughes playing nickel. Um, so uh, that's a route I would go personally.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. i hope that Zuniga, um, Zuniga falls to the 105 pick.
0: Yep. about
1: to find out.
0: And who knows, in real life, you know, we have that extra compensatory pick. We may try to move up to secure him. Um, yeah. Looks, like, oh, of course. Oh, uh, he
1: got sniped by the by the Rams. The one pick before us, of course. And Tyler uh, Beadets. I don't know. Say. Ah, uh, yeah, that
0: from, uh, from Wisconsin. Wisconsin kid. Yep. He's
1: another guy that I could expect the Vikings being high on too. So, um, that would have been another pick that I considered. Um, Ryan, with that guy is there. Was that Ryan's guy is there. Prince
0: Tega? I, I do like him, but I just yeah, I don't really see him. Uh, I, I don't see him being able. I mean, he maybe could flex into a guard, but I, I, you know, with us taking Ezra Cleveland already, I don't know if that is something that he would even want. Um, granted, he doesn't really have much control over it. Um, I'm sure he could go in there, but he it would be a waste of time. He has got the athletic profile to be out on in space and or out on the um, out on the edge. Um, so I, I wouldn't see that happening unless uh, unless that was maybe a pre uh, pre plan that we just don't know about uh, from from our coaching staff. So
1: definitely, let's take a look at the defensive ends that are there though, just to see who might still be be available. Uh, man, so
0: I, I don't I, I, I haven't done a ton of research on some of these guys. Yeah. Um, from what I've when I've read on uh, this Bradley Anai, he he is more of like an effort guy. Um, not as toolsy as I think our um, coaching staff would prefer. Um, Highsmith, I think, is a, a little bit on the opposite side. So production wasn't maybe quite there 100%. I mean, he was playing at Charlotte, so lesser competition. Um, so there's some questions there, but I think he is more of a toolsy prospect. Um, a guy that I like that I actually had done a little work on is Alton Robinson, which uh, he's a little bit further on this list. We might even be able to wait to the fourth here. Um, but I, I like him. He's He's got a little... Um, off-field issues that happened early in his uh, career at uh, in college but I, I think that those are past him now and, and he he seems to be a good prospect
1: yeah um, I'm with you I mean those are some uh, some spots to explore uh, let's take a look at uh, uh, and
0: one last prospect here yeah, too is Trayvon ahead. Hill down here at 217 so he's way down there he might be we might be looking at him at more in the six, um, six seven, but I, I I've done some uh, some work on him as well and I really do like him um he he's uh he, he's got some tools as well and it's just whether it's the effort uh that for him uh, from what I'm seeing so um if we can uh just get all of those uh, skills um out on the table for uh, uh yeah um, to use for, for sure coach yeah up, I'm with you
1: uh, let's go explore uh interior defensive line and then we can kind of go to uh we'll try to make this a little quicker but just want to make sure we're exploring all of our options too. Yeah. Um, uh, the the McTelvin Ajim game I don't know. Say his last name from Arkansas. He's a guy that um, as of recently we've heard the Vikings have met with and um, had a call with. So he's the kind of guy um, that played with uh, with Vikings uh, six round pick. Um, Armand Watts. Armand Watts, um, and then the Vikings um assistant d-line coach um i don't know his name so so forgive me but he's a he was a graduate um assistant at arkansas um and i think he was a, a reason the vikings were able to bring in uh, armand watts last year so he's a he's a name to keep an eye on the vikings are talking to him They have familiar um extreme fami- familiarity with him um based off of armand watts in the the third assistant d-line coach so he's a guy to keep an eye on he might not be a, a pick at 105 but i think uh an early day three um, pick could be an option for the Vikings if, you know, looking for uh, interior D-line depth.
0: And he flashed quite a bit at the, I think it was yeah. the senior Bowl. Um, yep. Former five-star recruit, you've got to, you know, always pay
1: attention to those. Well, and, and uh, Rick Rick has a, a keen eye for those guys too, especially if they fall in the later rounds.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not big on um, Merchinson. Um, I, I think he's just a little too light yeah. uh, for what we look for. Um, Lecky Foto, uh, he, he's more of a, a nose tackle uh, prospect. Yep. So, again, yep. with us signing Pierce and already having Shamar Steffen and J, um, Jaleel Johnson, I just don't really see that as a, a value add. Tyler Clark's an interesting guy, but, again, he's kind of lower. Um, but, again, at this point, you guys are – at this point, we're, we're kind of more shots in the dark here.
1: Yeah, let's go to the overall big board here, Matt, and just kind of uh, uh, just kind of pick who we think – and if we go here to Matt to the my picks – Um, on the left just like kind of go through so in the first round at 22 we took Justin Jefferson at 25 we took a cornerback A.J. Terrell at 58 we took Ezra Cleveland um, offensive tackle from Boise and then at 89 we took Troy Pride so we've hit excuse me uh, a lot of our needs the cornerback needs were were drastic we hit wide receiver early and that was a need that we know um, to pair with uh, Adam Thielen and Tajay Sharp and B.C. Johnson so you have a nice little core there now to help um, build around. And then Ezra Cleveland helps you um, hopefully in the short and long term at offensive tackle. So um, some of the main needs we have left, we're probably looking at safety, um, interior defensive line edge, and you're probably looking at another wide receiver at some point. And then our interior offensive line as well. Yep. yep. So, um, so Ryan, I guess, who do, you, who do you think the Vikings should take at this point?
0: Um, one other, one other guy that I've been doing some work on is this Matthew Pert. Yep, um,
1: really athletic.
0: Very athletic, and he actually has been an offensive tackle his most of his career, but uh, there are some concern of him out there on um, being able to handle um, the NFL D ends. Um, so there has been talk with apparently, uh, and again, this isn't my info, this is info that I've read on Draft Network here, um, kudos to you guys, uh, is uh, him being able to potentially move into guard. Um, Again, I like his athletic profile, uh, because that's what we need at uh, the position, whether it is tackle or guard. So I'd be looking pretty heavy at him. Uh, Otherwise, uh, again, we talked about some of these uh, edge guys like Highsmith um, and uh, Alton Robinson that we can really look at too. So
1: yeah, I mean, at this point, um, Brandon
0: Jones, by the way, lastly here, Brandon Jones is a very athletic safety. safety prospect from Texas, you know horns down but uh, he he, he's a guy that I actually have been really intrigued by I think he uh, brings a lot to the table his main concern is uh, ball production he's not he's not great at uh, turning you know turning the ball over Uh, but he's a prospect that I think that uh, Zim could really work with pretty well so
1: and we know that I mean no matter what the Vikings do safety is a need whether they trade uh, Anthony Harris or not because they don't have anybody behind those two
0: right yeah. So I, what do you think? What do you think, Miles? I'm, I'm kind of back and forth here. So I
1: mean, I'm leaning pert just because I think um, the value there is, is um, still really high. I mean, it, he's a, you know, a top, he's likely a top 100 prospect overall and to get him at one Oh five. Um, and if, if you, if you feel he can play inside into guard, I just think that helps you even more. I'm um, just giving you more, gives you more options to play with. And we know the Vikings offensive line uh, can use it. So, I mean, I'm okay with that or I, I mean, I'd even be okay with Van Jefferson at this point. but
0: You know what? No, no, we're just going to go for it. Why don't you go ahead and take Prince Tega? That's my guy. Ryan Ortega, Prince Tega. Let's go with Prince Tega and kick him in the guard. Let's just do it.
1: All right. Do it. Wow. <laughs> all right. We talked all that about Matt Pert just to take <laughs> Prince Tega.
0: I got, you know me. I got my guys, man.
1: I know. Always do. If he went to Oklahoma, that's, I'm surprised we haven't had any Oklahoma players.
0: You know what? we got a few down here maybe we can go with. No, I, actually, I don't think we do.
1: <laughs> All right, so we're, we're heading into the fourth round. Uh, we, we're just going – this is going to be a, f- a five-round mock draft, so you're only going to see uh, two more picks because we're not doing any more uh, – we're not doing any more um, – we're not doing trades. So um, we're at pick 132 now in the fourth round. Um, you're looking at options. Um, so we're, we'd probably be looking at safety, uh, D-end, or um, we, we kind of hit offensive line as well. So we're kind of really looking at wide receiver safety, the end or the, probably the, the glaring needs for this team right now. So.
0: And he it tackled, tackled potentially here process. too. Yeah, yep. So, uh, you know, taking a look at some of these guys who are left, if we want to talk um, receivers, you know, K.J. Hill, uh, he Another
1: was productive spot. at
0: Ohio State, yep. you know, great route runner. Um, good hands. You know, he's going to be a guy that's going to get open. Very similar skill set, I think, that, that Thielen. Maybe not as fast, um, but I, I do like him. Lynn Bowden, kind of more opposite. He's going to be more of a toolsy gadget guy. Um, I return think guy, too, though. Yeah, return guy. I like him a lot. You're going to have a lot of our fans be clamoring for Tyler Johnson.
1: No, I'm, uh, back to that, though. Lynn Bowden is, like, is the is the toolsy kind of guy. He's kind of got that Randall Cobb style to his game where or- – Coming in uh, to Kentucky, he started at quarterback. Um, they moved him all around. He was kind of their all do it all kind of wide receiver um, at, after a certain point. Uh, and then he was the return guy. And I think we know the Vikings don't really have a main return guy, especially at punt return. Um, we don't have uh, Marcus Sherrill, who's going to be gone. Uh, and then they brought back uh, Amir Abdullah, who uh, I, I think we know that can return kicks, but he hasn't really done any punt returning for the Vikings and at this point we don't know who the punt returner is going to be uh Mike Hughes was the guy last year but I doubt he becomes the guy next year uh, just because he's going to have to play a lot of uh cornerback on defense so um that's a position they really do need to address at some point is who's going to be the punt returner um it could be BC Johnson too could be a a few guys that they have on roster but um that's why he's at Lynn Bowden's the kind of guy I would would explore in the middle rounds um he gives you that gadget option too you can you could be creative with him um, but then, if you look at you know we talked about Tyler Johnson, obvious um, one of us hashtag one of us. Um, he's the kind of guy. I mean, I wouldn't be upset at all if they took him at this point. It's a it'd be a good a good pick. I like Devin Duvernay a lot from Texas. Um, he kind of gives you a little bit of everything. He can play inside in the slot. Um, he needs some work uh, against press from the outside, but I think it's something he can work on. He's a downfield threat. I know I think it was a four three nine at the combine. Really fast, uh, twitchy kind of guy. That could just help give you a little bit more um, added speed to that position, um, and then uh, let's see here. Looking at John Simpson from Clemson, um, he's the kind of guy you could look at as an interior offensive lineman uh, that I I wouldn't be against either. Uh, so yeah, those are those are probably the top top options. Um, I don't know a lot about Geno Stone from Iowa, um, so I can't really talk too much about it. Hopefully, it was hoping Ryan could <laughs> could could bring us home on that one, but Ryan decided you to Go wide receiver here. Or, or are you still looking somewhere else? Um, you should resend Ryan the link um i'm pr- based off the board though there's so many receivers available. I mean again, we know I know this is a cliche answer, but like trading back here would be the perfect scenario for the vikings gain you know gain another uh, day three pick or two um to trade back and grab another wide receiver uh, just because I know um, there are so many so many still available that are um that are still good. Ryan's back. So Ryan can kind of touch. So Ryan, I I kind of talked to the wide receivers. Um, I touched on John Simpson from Clemson, um, was kind of hoping. And then I touched on, uh, not really much, but, um, you know, uh, of course, Tyler Johnson. Um, I don't know a lot about Geno stone from Iowa. I don't know if you know much about him, but, um, I know looking at safety is a position we should probably be considering at this point too.
0: Yeah. And well, and one other guy I was going to mention before yeah, I dropped I mean, off and uh, before we, um, yeah, you know, once I ended with the receivers, was uh, there was an interesting guy in James Morgan, uh, quarterback, okay. which is a position we never address um, in the draft. So um, he, he's a guy that it kind of mirrors a little bit of what um, Kirk Cousins does. So he'd probably be a good backup. Yep. Uh, but uh, and again maybe maybe some upside there to maybe be something more than that in the future but um, yeah at this point in time you know there's a lot of good talent out here that I'd probably just wait on quarterback uh, given the fact that we gave that contract unfortunately um, to uh, what's his name gosh I'm drawing a blank not Kirk but uh, our backup
1: oh Sean Manion.
0: Manion, that's right so yeah um yeah, I know who,
1: I know who I'm taking here, by the way, but um, I don't think he's as low on this board as he should be. Um, if you go back to safety, Matt, J.R. Reed, J., Well, J.R. Reed or even Tanner Muse. I know he he kind of fits that hybrid linebacker safety role, but um, the guy can fly. Um, he's an instincts you know type of player. Um, I think he's a really good player out of the nose for the ball. Last year at, at Clemson, uh, he's big, but um, isn't I he think-
0: kind of like uh, Sendejo in a way?
1: Um, I think you, there might be a little bit more control, <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying. but, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, he could be a, he's a, he's a downhill type of safety slash linebacker. Um, but I think if you wanted to help keep, it's all about, um, what, what can he do? And I think he could do a little bit of everything. Um, I, he's obviously not as good as doesn't have that like same instincts as Harrison Smith. He's also bigger than Harrison Smith. Um, uh, but I think he's the kind of guy that you could bring in and kind of, plug him in into multiple spots because he could be a backup to multiple spots as well. So um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind him there, um, but that's just me. Um, And then Jr. Reed's the other guy that you mentioned that um, I think would be a really good uh, potential spot for the Vikings to take um, for depth at safety.
0: I would just like him because he would ruin our boys' mentions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, another safety I do like here is Julian Blackman. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit more of the unlike um, Muse and and Reed who are going to be, you know, Muse maybe has a little more flexibility, but Reed's going to be a little bit more of a box guy. I think he can flex out a little bit where Julian Blackman, I think he has the ability to uh, operate as the the, um, single high safety if needed.
1: Let's take him. I mean, I'm okay with that pick because the Vikings, um, with the two guys they have, uh, having another guy that can be a little bit more of a roamer um, up top, just a, whatever they could do to help keep Harrison Smith closer to the line of scrimmage because that's his strength, yeah, and that's something you allow him to play more, um, play more free. Um, that's the that's the best case scenario for Harrison. You guys Perfect. want Love it Let's do it. Love it. Ryan I also talked about trading back here just because of all the wide receivers that were available, but right. of course we're not doing that, so that's okay. That's okay. But yeah. I think hitting grabbing one us- of
0: these guys are going to fall to the fifth for yeah, us. So
1: definitely. So with our last. Oh, do we have two fourth round picks? And I missed that. No, this is no. Uh, the fifth here. Oh no, this is our pick from the Bills. Yep. RIP. Oh um, man. Oh, uh, Duvernay went, man. Duvernay That's went. The one I was go too. Yeah, I like um, that a lot.
0: So a couple of guys that are just intriguing here. Yeah, uh, yep. Again, not not necessarily needs for us today um, to address, but Kyle Murphy. Um, is a guy that if we did if we didn't probably stupidly take Prince Tega Wanago um, with that pick uh, and, and convert him to guard. Um, Kyle Murphy is a guy that I do like. Fits the athletic profile for what we want um, at, at that uh, guard position. Um, he's kind of jumping up boards here. Um, another guy I like here is Anthony Gordon. Again, we don't have that legitimate backup quarterback. Um, he's a guy that um, and they're dirt
1: cheap. <laughs> you yep, yep, exactly. draft backup quarterbacks. They're dirt cheap.
0: Right, exactly, and and he's a guy that played well last year, Washington State. Only a one-year starter there, um, but you know he's got. I think he's got more of the intangibles, um, that leader mentality, which I like. Um, Isaiah Hodgins, at receiver from Oregon State. He's been kind of blowing up a little bit too.
1: Yeah, of um, four six one. So there's a little bit of that worry of separation at the next level, but right. And
0: um, and, and Anthony Jennings. Oh, sorry about that, Miles. No, no, go um, ahead. And Anthony Jennings from Alabama. Again, I, I I don't know much about him, uh, but typically these edges from Alabama, any defense alignment from Alabama, typically does well. Um, I don't know his traits as well, but I do remember he didn't him he didn't
1: test he didn't test very well from right. what I saw.
0: But he is pretty long, right?
1: Uh, from what I remember maybe. I mean, he's not that big. I mean, 6'2", six two two fifty one fifty two. So um, okay. not too big. I don't think. I mean, I don't know if we went to his you know, player profile or whatever mock draftable. You can see a little bit more of traits, but off the top of my head, I don't know, but that's sure. all right. I mean, I don't, I don't think um, from what I saw as testing wise, he didn't really test based off what the Vikings would be looking for. Sure. But it doesn't mean they wouldn't take him. Can right. we go to the re- receivers real quick, Matt? Just want to kind of see what, what that position looks like left. We talked about Isaiah Hodgins um, from Oregon state. There's Quintus Cephas from Wisconsin and Antonio Gandy-Golden. From Liberty, he's probably the highest-rated guy left for me um, and Hodgins. Um, and then you're, you're kind of looking at um, a lot of the the expected day three guys. Um, Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island a guy that had a pretty good combine. Juwan Jennings from Tennessee. Uh, and then you have a couple of Ohio State guys, Victor and Mack. Uh, and then you're kind of getting down there into, you know, James Proch, Proch, Proch from SMU is a guy that's kind of rose up a little bit. Yeah. A uh, guy to consider just Jeff Thomas is a guy that I think could be a consideration in the, on day three, just for like a return specialist. Sure. Uh, Vikings could to use. Um, so there's a few options.
0: Down a little bit here. You gotta, you got guys like Joe Reed as well who kind of fit that profile. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, yeah. Aaron and, Fuller, Aaron Fuller can be a punt returner. Yeah.
0: And the one guy I like, he's way down here, uh, but I, I, again, I, I just kind of started doing a little work on him was, and it, literally he's way down here. I think he might be at the bottom.
1: You um, Winston too, is a guy from Washington state that I watched that I thought um, I, liked. I I There were some flashes to me that I watched when I was watching Anthony Gordon that, that I liked.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Um, Marquez Calloway. Um, I, I like him oh, sure. too. I think he's got uh, he's got the movement skills that we would need um, to to kind of be more of an all around type receiver. He's got some good size, um, good speed. Uh, however, you know, I I, I I don't know why he's so low on this list. Um, but um, these guys probably know more than me, <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll give them that credit. But uh, I, he's another guy that I just kind of uh, found interesting yeah, that sure. I like
1: too. Sure. All right. So Jawan Johnson is another guy. He played at Penn state most of his career was a grad transfer to Oregon last year. So he played with Justin Herbert. Um, he's a guy that, um, I liked last year. Um, I'm, I didn't really watch too much of his tape at Oregon. Um, but he was a guy that, I, you know, big physical guy. He scored the game winning touchdown against Iowa a couple of years back. Um, he's the kind of guy that has some flashes from earlier in his career that, that I just remember. So he's a guy that I wanted to keep an eye on, but, i um, not i don't know too much about him anymore but from what he from what he was at penn state i was i was intrigued
0: and uh w- and what do we have a d tackle here who was still a need
1: not much all right
0: well
1: let's go back to edge real quick and then i'll ryan i'll let you make the final pick just because it some of these um later guys i think you know a little bit more about than i do right now but um Obviously, we know the Vikings. Um, from, so, what we picked: Justin Jefferson, AJ Terrell. So, we hit wide receiver and cornerback early, and then we hit Ezra Cleveland. So, we got um, offensive linemen. We hit the the three core positions the Vikings need have the biggest needs at. We hit early Troy Pride to help fill depth um, and compete with the guys like Colton Hill and uh, and Chris Boyd, um, Prince Tego Wonago, um, offensive lineman. Again, just kind of see if we can move around the line, see where he best fits and that's added depth and then Julian Blackman safety from Utah. So we kind of hit a majority of our, our needs. I think the only spots we missed um, based off the way the board fell was interior defensive line at three tech and edge. So those are the, those are the main spots and then another wide receiver. So we're kind of at this point right now where um, we're probably just take best player available and and see what, what, what hits.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and again, that's kind of, it's kind of difficult. Cause yeah, we got some, we got some needs to fill here in terms of depth. Um, so yeah, if we go back to just the, the, the big board here, uh, personally me, like I said, I, and this is just more reflecting what I, my views of how we should run a team. Um, I think that uh, the pick here would be Anthony Gordon. Uh, to, to, to To go ahead and just get a, a quarterback to compete with Mannion and see what he's got. Again, he's got a lot of fire. He's got a lot of leadership skills. Uh, let's see what that brings and see if um, he can learn behind Kirk and who knows, maybe we can flip him like, uh, like uh, the Patriots flipped Garoppolo. <laughs> right. I don't know who yeah. knows, but yeah. at least we'd have somebody that uh, I'd maybe feel a little bit more comfortable rather than Mannion, um, you know, behind Kirk,
1: but who knows? Sure. I'm in. I'm in. All, All right. right. So that's going to be the last for us. Um, so again, Matt, real quick, I'll just talk through our picks and that'll be it for us. But, um, we hit Justin Jefferson at 22. The board didn't really fall the way we wanted to, but that's all right. We like Jefferson. AJ Terrell, the cornerbacks went really quickly. Excuse me, but AJ Terrell at 25. Um, again, board felt weird. So, but we like him a lot. So he's a, a guy at 25. We feel comfortable with Ezra Cleveland offensive tackle from Boise. Another guy we like and is a. Really fits the, the zone scheme at 58. Troy Pride from Notre Dame, Prince Tego Winago from Auburn, Julian Blackman from Utah, the safety, and then we took Anthony Gordon, the quarterback from Washington State. So we kind of hit a majority of the needs and, um, with players that we like. Um, I think the only positions we kind of really missed were edge and in, in, in interior defensive lines. So um, I don't, I, I like the draft that we we've um, took, but you guys will have to let us know what you think. I think that went great, guys. This is a Climbing the Pocket Network
0: partnered with Daily Norseman, a DGS Arts production of In the Huddle with Matt and Marks. You can find all the Climbing the Pocket Network shows on your favorite podcast
1: aggregator and some even like this one on YouTube. Come fan with us.